0: Today on episode number 60 of the Marketing Musician Podcast, I've got a $10 tool that's going to help you grow your email list and get your website going viral. In my segment from my book, we're going to talk about getting the gig. I've got a discount that'll help you with your website, and we're going to talk about shutting down the band. It might seem like a lot to make it happened today but give it all you got and you just might find your way just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are Mm -hmm. bells gigs make that dope watch that fan base grow and grow so many tools you can use don't so tell the world that's what you're going to do. Do it yourself. You can't lose. Who can spread the word? Nobody's better than you. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right. Hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. And you can find that out at amazon.com. It's on the Kindle platform. You can also find it out on our website. Go out to marketingmusician.com. If you're new to the show, easy for me to say. This is uh, where uh, we try to get more gigs, more fans, more music sales, and basically try to keep our sanity while we are in a band. Our website is marketingmusician.com. You can email me, Dave, at marketingmusician.com. You can call in your comments toll-free, 888-563-3228. Or you can leave a comment out at our website, marketingmusician.com. And uh, I'm glad you're here in a nutshell. And I said, I got a tool that's going to help you grow your website. Now, this is for people using WordPress, like, I don't know, the Rolling Stones, Jay-Z. It's good enough for them. It's good enough for me. And that's actually, we have that out at the website as well. If you'd like to learn how you can be your own band's web designer, go out to the website, marketingmusician.com. And uh, you can see the classes there. One of them is Build Your Band's Website. And just for the record, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw this in here right now. Uh, here's how you can take that class for free and and get 25% off your web hosting. Check this out. If you go to uh, marketingmusician.com forward slash hosting and enter the coupon code, and this is all one word, musician podcast. So again, go to school, or School. go to marketingmusician.com forward slash musician podcast. That'll take you over to my preferred web hosting uh, company. That's who I use and use that coupon. You'll save 25% off. I will also get credit as an affiliate link and I will see your domain there and I will actually then add you to the class and you can basically learn how to manage your own band's website. You'll have the web hosting add a 25% discount. You got to love that. Don't have to pay for the class. And it's only like eight bucks a month. How cool is that? So check that out again. Go to marketingmusician.com slash hosting. Use the coupon code musician podcast. And so again, this is talking about using WordPress, which is what everybody's using now to build your website. And that software is free. It's called Contest Blitz. And what this does is it helps you build your email list. And we hear over and over and over that the you know, the money is in the list. And this tool will help you grow your list through the power of contest. Now, we've talked about contest before on the show. And this is a WordPress plugin that allows you to create a contest and tie it into pretty much every email provider on the list. Here's how it works. Let's say you have something to give away. Maybe it's a, a song. Maybe it is a album. Maybe it's a T-shirt, whatever it is. You go in and then you pick how many ti- how many uh, winners they're going to be for the contest. When someone signs up to your list, they get one entry towards the contest. They're then given a chance and a unique link that identifies them. So what they can do is they can then share the link, which again is about your contest of of winning a free t-shirt or a free album or whatever. And when they share this link and someone enters the contest through their link, they get more entries into the contest, so they have a better chance of winning if they share your contest. And then you decide how many additional entries they get. So you're in complete control. So let's say they get one entry, and if they share it on Twitter, they get another five entries. If they share it on Facebook, it's ten, etc., etc., etc. And the beauty of this is the price is pretty inexpensive. And uh, again, the truth behind the scenes here is what they're doing with Contest Blitz is they're going to try to upsell you to join a membership program. So they're, they're using this as bait and you can do what I did. I basically took it, bought the plugin and said, no, thank you on the membership side. I think it was $27 to get this super duper. We're going to develop more plugins in the future, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I just went, no thanks. And the interface is super simple you can add a featured image and it will show up. So let's say you, you know, here's the new single, here's the album, whatever it is, you can have that image show up on your page for the contest. And the beauty of it is as he goes out to look at this, yeah, right now it's nine ninety seven. So if you're looking to grow your email list, that is a, a cool tool and it's only 10 Bucks School of Podcasting. The Dave Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start off with some quick podcast success stories. Here again, podcasting is opening doors to people. You're connecting with your audience, so you're getting to know them a little better. Subscribe now at SchoolOfPodcasting.com. All right, next up, I'm going to talk about something that I talked about a while ago. That was back on the musician coolers days, and uh, it's happening here now. And uh, I'm going to talk about it here because this time it's happening poorly. Now, what this is, a little glimpse in behind the scenes of the band that I'm in. It's just a cover band here in Northeast Ohio. We play a lot uh, for a cover band. We play every weekend. Things have been going good. Now, when I joined the band, I knew something was interesting because they kind of made a joke about the fact that I was going to be like guitar player number 26 and that they just couldn't keep a guitar player. And the reason for that is... Uh, These guys are rather dysfunctional. And to make a long story short, it sounds like the singer is moving to Florida at the end of October. So we basically have a few gigs left. Okay. You know, things happen. Life happens. And for whatever reason, the, I'm not sure what happened. There's, there's somebody lied in the band. Let's put it that way. And ended up calling one of the jobs we had. And thought he was being a nice guy and said, hey, uh, you know, I don't know that the band's going to be available to finish out the rest of our gigs. You might want to find somebody else to book it, which left the bar owner scrambling. I guess he gave him a fair amount of notice. Now, the person that's accused of this is denying it saying, I don't know how he or why he canceled the gig. But we we got that from the bar owner's mouth. So we're, we're not really sure why he would make that story up. But at any rate, um, what this does then, in this case, it took money out of my pocket without letting me know. And the drummer and the singer, could they actually were offered other gigs and they turned them down because <laughs> we thought we had a gig. Not knowing that uh, this other person had basically canceled the gig without letting anybody know. Now, the other thing this does is when you paint your band as unreliable, you you just might as well inject cancer into your band. And here's why. And I've said this before in the past, and I will say it here again. Bar owners, club owners talk to each other. Now, as much as they are competition, many of them that are smart at least know that the true competition isn't this bar versus that bar It's bars, it's live music in general versus Netflix versus Xbox versus movies versus sports bar with 8 million TVs. That is, that's who they're up against. And what they want to do is get people in the habit of leaving their house. So they're on the same team in some ways. And then yes, they are uh, adversaries, I guess you could say competition But I know for a fact that they talked to each other. I played in a band, and the lead singer was a manager of a bar. So I know exactly that. I've done websites for clubs, and I know for a fact that one night, the one bar was running out of beer, and they called the other bar down the street. Now, again, if you think about it, right, the other bar could have said, and they said, look, can you loan us a couple cases of beer or whatever it was? And they did, and I realized you could say, well, the other bar could have said, That no, and then, uh, you know, if, if they ran out of beer, those people would leave and potentially go to the second bar, but they didn't because it's always good to have a friend in the business. And as much as they covered bar ones back this time, you know, with, if they were in need, they could help each other as well. So bottom line, club owners talk to each other and the, the situation with this band, now I've been in this band about seven months And I'm slowly learning the history of the band and that the lead singer is not welcome in many places because he's uh, a douche, apparently, for lack of a better phrase. And uh, so here's the deal. So here's what happens now. So we lost a gig and then lost the rest of the gigs. We had a gig there once a month for the rest of the year. That's a lot of money out of my pocket And you paint your band as unreliable. And they're going to say, hey, anybody else got gigs with this band? You might want to book somebody else because, uh, yeah, they told me that they may not be together. So that's that. The other thing it did was this person let the band know that the band didn't have a gig the night before. So you then screw your band members, which you may or may not care about, but you also screw your fans, so now it's like somebody very possibly could have shown up at the gig that didn't happen and go, well, what the heck? I drove 45 minutes to come see the band. They're not here. Who are the pop tarts? Right? So you screw the bar owner. You, you make their life a hassle because now they got to find a new band. You screw your fans who aren't going to come up again. Cause now you're unreliable and you screw your band members in some cases. So, How do you handle this then? You're leaving the band. Well, number one, unless this is something that just happened and you're going to throw a hissy fit or whatever. Because realize, realize if you say, well, they deserved it. They're a bunch of, you know, weenies and I just quit. Well, okay. So when the bar owner then sees the band and they go, we can't play this weekend. Why? Because the bass player quit. Well, they go, really? Yeah. uh, You know, whatever. Dave Jackson, our bass player, even though I don't play bass, quit. Well, then when you go to that bar that that you used to play in and you go, hi, I'm Dave Jackson from the new band. They're going to go, aren't you the guy that quit and left me hanging? You have your your reputation here. So, yeah, that stinks to play with people that you'd rather scratch your eyes out. But it's best to plan ahead. Be completely up front. Look, it's the music business. And say, look, guys, I got some bad news for you, but I want to make this bad situation as good as it can be. So I'm going to be completely upfront with you. I'm not going to try to talk behind anybody's back. I'm going to do, you know, I understand you're not going to be pop. I'm not going to be popular with this decision, but I want to make it as. I want to do this professional. I want to do it uh, politely, and I want to shake your hands and wish you well. And that is, I'm leaving in two months, three months, whatever it is. And I just want to give you guys a heads up so you can start looking. You know, this is my last gig on this date. And let them search. Now, if they can't find somebody, you might even ponder staying a little longer. But basically say, this is it. And then by that, you can let them get a, a replacement. They, The band keeps their reputation. You keep your reputation because you gave notice And if you ever need a referral, these guys go, yeah, he was really cool to play with. You know, uh, it wasn't working for him and he went to another band, but I never had a problem with him and he was a great player. You know, there are good ways and bad ways. And the problem that happens here is, and this is what happened, uh, is when you get in arguments with people, you just, you do things out of spite and, uh, the lead singer in this case, um, was upset with a member of the band and wanted to do something out of spite. I said, no, 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 no. I said, look, we got one gig left. Really? You know, let's, let's go out. Let's do the best show we can get. Let's leave on a high note, shake everybody's hands and go, you know, this didn't work and, and move on. We've already kind of shot ourselves in the foot. And, uh, the, the idea of carrying on with this band's name at this point, I've often said, when do you know when to change your band? When your band's name is synonymous with suck unreliable, um, what's the word here, Uh, prima donnas, you know, when you have that as a reputation, then it's time to change your name. So if you, if you're thinking of leaving a band and when do you leave the band? When it's no fun. If it's really just torture. I mean, in this band, I realized about three gigs in, okay, this is a paycheck band. I didn't really like the music. I really loved the drummer I was playing with, but basically there was a lot of egos in this band. And it wasn't the funnest place I've ever played. The crowds weren't, they had no following and uh, I could go into that forever. But uh, you know, if it comes to the time and you it just dawns on you that, you know what, I'm going to leave. That's good. Okay. That's good. Just, just do it professionally, give them plenty of time. And uh, I think in the long run, people will respect you for that, for being honest and not, I I lost it because uh, the singer basically told, here's, here's the definition of a secret. The singer told everybody in the band the exact same thing, telling each person, don't repeat this. That is just, I just want to go, what are we? 14 in junior high? It's ridiculous. So uh, keep that in mind. If you're shutting down the band, you can actually do yourself harm in the future. Because when you finally get your new band going, if you really screwed a lot of people on the way out the door, uh, that's going to come back to haunt you. Trust me on that. Live from the basement, it's... Building a better Dave. Here's your host, Dave Jackson. You know, don't do it over text messages. Don't do it online. Get face to face with people like we did back in the old days. It's real connections. All right, cool. You know, you got us kicked out of a church group. The young leader of this, the woman, you make her uncomfortable. I have no idea where she got that. That's like a puzzle to me. And guess what? Nobody else thinks like that. She was afraid I was going to take over the class. And I'm like, really? Nobody else thinks like me. <laughs> to where I'm kind of like smelling my armpits going, is there, is there something wrong with me? Yeah, nothing against you. Um, it's just we don't like you. I'm the only person that thinks that. I Nobody else thinks like me in that instance. And they go, nothing personal. Just needed to whack you in the nuts. Check us out at BetterDave.com. Next up, I got a little segment from my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. Again, you can find that at Amazon.com. Just type in Get Your Band Out of the Basement, or it's it's right on the sidebar. If you go out to the website, you'll see where there's a link to that. It's like it's like couch change, and it helps support the show. We've got a little clip here. You can buy the audio book if you want out of the website, and you basically download it. It is, uh, He said looking at it, it is about six CDs of audio. It's basically me reading it. And uh, it is the um, extended dance version, I guess you could say, of the book. There are things that are in the audiobook that aren't in the, uh, the actual book. The book is still good. But uh, so here it is. Uh, this is a segment on getting a gig. Getting a gig. Are you ready to gig yet? You've been practicing and you think you're ready to play. Here are some things to consider. A typical gig is playing 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Or 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Some places will have you play 40 minutes on and 20 minutes off. Some places will have you play an hour on and 30 minutes off. The bottom line is you need to know at least 40 songs. The bar owner typically doesn't care how long your sets are as long as your breaks aren't so long that people get up and leave. I'm going to interrupt myself. Uh, Something you might want to think about is I know one band that is extremely popular here in the Cleveland area and uh, they play an extended first set. They play like an hour and a half set, and um, to keep people there, you know. So they play from like nine to ten thirty with almost no break, and then they take an extended break. They take like a half hour break. So and they and then and later in the evening they take a, like two really long breaks as opposed to three. But I think the bar owners appreciate that because people stay. When you, anytime you give. Anytime you stop, you're giving people an opportunity to leave. Now, granted, they can leave while you're playing, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, hey, well, the band's not playing. Uh, It's time to check on the sitter and get out of here. Keep this in mind. I know a lot of bands that are really getting, let's say, gold stars, bonus points by taking a shorter first break because that's when people will stay. At the end of the night, they might take a little longer break when people have already left anyway. When you have your songs, remember, do not play songs that suck. Or let's say, do not play songs that you suck at playing. I'm saying for whatever reason, your band doesn't perform it well. Don't worry. As I mentioned before, there are a zillion songs to choose from if you're in a cover band. Pick one that doesn't suck when you play it. I'm going to interrupt myself again. I'll give you a classic example of this. I played in a band... Uh, for about three months before I said, Yeah, and again, I gave them plenty of notice and said, Hey, I'm this isn't going to work for me. Uh, but basically, we did Nights in White Satin by the Moody Blues, which has this big orchestra in the back, and we're playing with like a four piece, which sometimes can work if you make your own com- like version. But yeah, it just uh, we that was a song that we didn't suck as a band, but we sucked playing that song, and it was like, but for some reason the singer had determined that was one of our signature songs. I'm like, we signaturely sucked. Don't get discouraged if it takes some time to get out of the basement. It may take six months of practicing to get ready. If you need 40 songs and you can only practice once a week, here is what your schedule would be. You practice once a week. If you learn one song per week, to learn 40 songs, it's going to take you 280 days. If you can learn two songs a week, it's 140 days. You can learn three songs a week, 93 days, a little over three months. If you can learn four songs a week, 70 days, two and a half months. Now, some people just freak out when they see the reality of this chart of those stats and they start throwing stuff together. Well, let's just throw this in. You know, they throw in the 12-minute version of Mustang Sally to kill some time. Try to avoid throwing stuff together. You don't want your first impression to be something that's just been, well, thrown together. Now, if you're not sure where to look for gigs, there are tools available to have listings. Things like the Music Phone Book, the Musician's Atlas, and the Glarus Music Directory. The Indie Bible is also a very useful one. I would use that more for promotion. So once you record your CD, because they break everything down by genre. So if you're looking for radio stations, you could say, show me all the blues radio stations. And here's a list. Hey, I got a question for you. I'm going to interrupt myself again. (laughs) What are you using? Uh, I know uh, Music Page is another cool one that I don't think was around when I wrote the book. Um, What are you using to find gigs on the internet besides just good old Google? Any ideas? Would love to hear it. Email me, Dave, at marketingmusician.com. Call in your comments, 888-563-3228, or leave a comment out of the blog. Just go to marketingmusician.com forward slash six zero. So the Indie Bible is a great resource. I use that more for promotion where I use things like the music phone book, more for business and finding contacts and things like that. Both are great. Uh, I would actually, if you have the budget, buy them both. They're all definitely bring something different to the table as well as they kind of bring the same thing to the table, meaning the different contacts. Just some have more information than others. Now, I know you may be saying, but look, I don't have the budget or maybe you just want to use the internet to find people. Well, number one, If you've got the budget, there's a great resource called OnlineGigs.com. I've had the owner on my podcast, and it's almost like having your built-in secretary. It does so many things for you automatically, and the database, much like my link section at Musician's Cooler, is maintained by live people, so in theory, nothing should be outdated got to interrupt myself again, uh, just to give you a heads up on that. Uh, the link section at the musician's cooler, uh, was overrun with spam. And, uh, most people, to be honest with you, I looked at the traffic. It was an interesting, uh, section of the website, but never really got a bunch of traffic. So if you're wondering, Hey, where's the link section for the musician's cooler? Yeah, it's, uh, it was just seriously overrun with spam. So that's another place where you can find places to play. But if you don't have a budget, there are things like GigList, GarageBand, GetGigs.com, PowerGig, Gigmasters, GigAmerica, Festivalfinder.com, and as I mentioned, OnlineGigs.com. Now, if you're not sure where you can play and you're like, look, I just want to find something locally first, here's what you do. Do a search for whatever your genre is and then type the name of your city. What you should find, if somebody's doing their job right, is you should find websites for local bands like yours. Now, any band on their website, if they know what they're doing, is listing their schedule and where they're playing. The reason is this way their fans, along with you, can see where they're playing. Since you know where they're playing and you now know there's a club in your area that supports local music. Now, you may be thinking, but Dave, are you insinuating that I should go and steal a gig from this other local band? Well, the word steal is such an ugly word. And in reality, if you're a good band, and the key point here is you're bringing in a crowd, nobody can touch you. Nobody can steal that gig. A club owner will very, very rarely bump one band for another. And the only reason they will is if you're no longer bringing in a crowd. That will give you some idea of places locally where you can drop off your CD. What I did was I found a band that sucks. What I basically mean by this is I found a band that, well, without sounding too cocky, I just think my band is more entertaining. But I use this band to gauge the talent level at clubs. And if I see this band is playing at a club, I'm pretty sure that I can get my band booked there as well. We'll talk more about making friends with the enemy in the future, but you should be aware of other local bands in your area. It's very good to network with those and especially find one that, well, maybe isn't quite as good as you are. The other thing you can do when it comes time to getting gigs is take a practice gig. There are charitable gigs all the time. You know, fundraisers and things like that that nonprofit agencies may be holding. Now, the great thing about this is since it's a nonprofit, many times if it's a fundraiser, who comes to fundraisers? People with money who have private parties. So as much as you're taking a free gig or a gig that pays very few dollars, in some ways you can actually meet people who then hire you for much higher paying gigs. There are also things like open mic nights or jam nights, where they let people bring in their equipment and play. Now, generally, these are pretty crappy gigs. But more than likely, at this point, if this is your first gig, eh, so are you. So this is a good place to see if the band version freaks out in front of people. It's a good place to see if your equipment can handle it when the volume goes above two. And also, you're gonna make mistakes. You will make mistakes. Now, when that happens... Don't glare, don't spit, don't curse at the other person. In fact, most mistakes go completely unnoticed by the audience. It's when the performer makes a face and shakes their head that the audience figures out, hey, something must have gone wrong up there. The best thing to do when a mistake happens is to just laugh and keep on moving. Getting upset is not going to help you. And besides, you have the rest of the gig to finish. So count to ten. I used to get really pissed off about things that upset me. I now base my emotions on if it makes the club owner mad. Also, by waiting until the end of the gig, I cool down. And if there is a legitimate problem, I can address it when I'm calm. Now, the other thing when it comes to gigging, I want you to remember this phrase, relentless marketing. One of the first jobs I had involved sales training, and we had the phrase relentless marketing plastered all over the walls. The key to this phrase is the word relentless, never ceasing, always on. See, a band I was in got lazy. We had a really nice stable of clubs that we were playing on a regular basis. We continued to play more gigs every year, and we were making more money. We were growing. Well, we quit trying to find new places, and we focused on building our fan base in these clubs. A really bad move. We were no longer relentlessly marketing. In fact, we weren't marketing at all. We were resting on our laurels. Well, over time, one bar is now out of business. One bar quit having bands and one bar only had its bands once a week. See, you have to realize that a DJ will charge a club between 150 to $300. Now, some of these DJs include karaoke. So if you don't pull in a crowd, that's the key point. If you don't pull in a crowd, you can easily be replaced. So remember, Relentless Marketing. And there you have it. That again is a snippet of my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. You can find that at amazon.com. You can also find it at our website, marketingmusician.com. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, there is... All right, there you go. You heard the phone ring. That was actually a guy calling on my ad uh, since the other band is uh, doing that. And here's the thing. I just had to be open with a guy who said, here's the deal we're going to be taking James Brown's band combining with Stevie Ray Vaughan with a little mix of classic rock. As long as it's danceable, the bottom line is things have to be danceable for this. And I said, but I said, we are going to learn a couple blues tunes so that we can get in the door in some of these blues places. And I think we'll be able to kind of do a bait and switch and uh, get people dancing. And he said, Oh, I hate the blues. And I just went, okay, well, you know, that's good to know. I really appreciate your honesty, blah, blah, blah. And just thought, uh, you know, that, that may not work for this thing. We'll see. He, he said he could take it, but uh, it wasn't his thing, and it, and it got him bored. So it, the bottom line here is got to be honest and say, you know, here's the thing. We are going to be playing some blues, and if you really, really hate that, you know, this isn't it. You're not the guy. And it's okay. There are plenty of people in the world, and, uh, you know, either A, because, I mean, I always play, you know, who wants to play Brown Eyed Girl? Who wants to play Mustang Sally? We all play the stuff that we hate to play. On occasion, But uh, you got to you gotta suck it up every now and then. And it's a matter of honestly looking at it going, can you handle playing this? And if you're not, then you're not going to be happy. Then don't join. That's how you end up with people that appear to be control freaks because they're in the wrong band. They want to play this kind of music, but they agree to play this other kind of music. And then it turns out that they really, really hate it. So that is going to do it. Uh, it's getting late here. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, remember that if you go to uh, marketingmusician.com forward slash hosting, Use the coupon musician podcast and that'll get you 25% off. And uh, let me know and uh, we'll then give you access to the school where you can learn how to be your own band's webmaster. Don't forget again, we talked today about uh, contest blitz and everything we talk about. The easiest way to go is just go to marketingmusician.com forward slash six zero will take you right to the show notes of this particular episode. I'm, I'm doing this behind the scenes just to make sure that is the right number. Yep, that'll take you right there. And let me remind you that uh, for those who have money, well, there's therapy. And for the rest of us, there's music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast.